I V M. This is a special edition of Pesa Vesa. On this episode, we have Vishal Khandelwal, founder of Safal Niveshak, one of India's best blogs on value investing. This is the second of a three-part conversation. Make sure you check out the first part on Vishal's journey and what really drove him towards value investing. Folks, welcome back to this very special series on Paisa Vesa on Value Investing with Vishal Kanvelwal of Safal Niveshak. I'm your host Anupam Gupta. In the first part of this three-part series, we spoke of Vishal's early life, what drove him to stocks and value investing, about Warren Buffett, about Charlie Munger, lessons that you can learn from both of these gurus. In this second part, we're going to focus on what exactly is value investing and how you can start your own portfolio. Don't worry if the Nifty is at ten thousand, ten thousand five hundred, whatever it is. If you want to build a portfolio that's going to last your life, you want to know what's value investing. Vishal, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Many times, uh, you know, uh, people, and especially during bull markets, people tend to ask, and you know, I've had these questions so many times. I don't want to go through mutual funds. I want to invest that directly in stocks. I guess that both of them have their own merits. You know, for people, given their risk return profiles, you know, what do you think in terms of a mentality? Should an investor have if he's going to start investing in stocks directly? So I think uh, most people uh, or most retail investors come to stock markets and pick stocks directly uh, uh, in a bull market. Hmm. So this is where they get excited. I think, uh, and that's a that's I think a wrong way of getting started into stock markets when you when you when you seek excitement. I think stock markets are a way where you want to seek profits, long-term profits, and wealth creation, not excitement. Hmm. So uh, I find a lot of people, uh, especially again in current times, where hmm. people ask me how they should pick stocks directly. What I advise them is that most people, uh, uh, most retail investors, uh, are actually meant not to pick stocks directly. I think they are better off investing in uh, uh, well-chosen mutual funds okay. uh, than picking stocks directly. Hmm. But uh, what I also teach uh, uh, people is that, uh, despite uh, whatever warnings I give people hmm. and whatever warnings you tell. Then that you should not really be picking stocks directly. People would do that, sure. so they rather do it sensibly. Hmm. So, in terms of uh, mutual funds versus picking stocks, I think people should first learn about understanding businesses. Hmm. People should learn about how to read financial statements. People should first learn about how to value stocks. Only then they should be coming to stock markets in terms of picking stocks directly. Hmm. Otherwise, I think they are well off uh, picking up mutual funds and doing. SIPs and mm. holding on to such kind of investments for mm. a long period of time. Folks, I'm going to just button there and tell you the difference between a mutual fund and choosing your own stocks. Now, you know what a mutual fund is. You give your money to a company which is called a mutual fund where there are professional fund managers with big teams of professionals who do the job of analyzing stocks and then on your behalf they invest in the market. They give you units which is what you hold. you or there'll be many others who invest in a certain vehicle and that vehicle is called a mutual fund now there's a there's a fantastic point that vishal just mentioned about investing in businesses and not in stocks this is very important for you guys to know because when you buy a stock don't just think that you picked up your phone spoke to your broker and you picked up 100 shares of say itc you need to know what business that company does and only when you understand that business and then you take a call that that business will probably do well in the future and you get convinced about it you need to read a lot of annual reports a lot of stuff like that which I will also talk about it that's when you know what you're buying and that's how you're investing in businesses and not just buying a stock so okay Vishal you know 
how does one start finding you know maybe we can start with what really is value investing and how do you find these values talk what does one have to do maybe reading or anything more that you recommend yeah so i think reading is very important i think people who are looking to pick stocks uh, should uh, form a habit of reading annual reports reading about mm-hmm. businesses because as we discussed you're not just picking a piece of paper or a stock you're mm-hmm. not just calling a broker and buying a stock you're mm-hmm. buying a stake in a business yeah. so it's very important for you to read about the business understand whether you understand it or not sure so uh, if i were to draw down a list of steps in terms yeah. of what steps to follow i think the f- very first important step is to understand your circle of competence okay. which means things that that you understand things that you don't understand hmm. so look for businesses which are simple enough hmm. look for businesses that you understand maybe the products that you use maybe the services that you use sure. and maybe the businesses that you have known for a long period of time hmm. so start with those kind of businesses hmm. the next step is to look at how those businesses have done over a period of time so look hmm. at the numbers look at some key numbers like what has been the sales growth over the hmm. past say 10 years hmm. what has been the profit growth over the past say 10 years hmm. look at what are the return ratios so there are some numbers key numbers i think uh, we don't have time to discuss all those key numbers here but sure. sales growth uh, profit growth mm. what has been the profitability of the business mm. uh, over the past 7 to 10 years and i'm stressing about 7 to 10 years here and not just 2 to 3 years because 10 years is a good enough time for a business to be tested up cycle down cycle up, yeah so they they pass at least one business cycle sure. so it's very important for you as an investor to understand how a business has done over one business cycle ups mm. and downs mm. to really identify whether the business has the ability to withstand a similar cycle in the future mm. so that's that's i think the second step the third step is to find out businesses among those hmm. you think who have done financially well in the past 10 years hmm. to find out businesses that have advantages over competitors so in investing terms it's called moat Right. So find out businesses which are doing better than competitors. Find out managements which are better than competitors, hmm. and you can find a lot of such kind of businesses by just looking at numbers. Sure. Which of the business, for example, if you're looking at the automobile industry, yeah. so find out businesses which have grown their sales better than competitors in the past ten years. Right. Find out businesses which have better margins than competitors over the past many years. Right. So this is the way you find out better quality businesses because if you if you are investing for the long term. you better find out quality businesses mm. that you want to own for the long term mm. and those are the kind of businesses that will really help you create wealth okay again over a long period of sure. time sure yeah. folks i'm going to just break that down for you okay let's say that you want to buy maruti you want to buy itc or any you know any of these companies where you understand the brand you can see for yourself that maruti's cars are selling you know really well and you decided you want to start with maruti first step go to the website and take and download pretty much all the annual reports that are out there most of the big companies have past copies of the annual reports uploaded on their website you should be able to get my guess is at least 5 10 years at annual reports at least 5 years there. at least 5 yeah. years for sure start from there you need to understand how an annual report works what are the various parts of an annual report there'll be an auditor's report there'll be a director's report what we shall was talking about the numbers part right so you need to read that entire annual report there'll be a balance sheet there will be profit and loss and then there will be a cash flow now it's okay don't get intimidated by all that like i said on safal navishak on on the website there are a lot of very useful templates so if you just want to take those annual reports and dump all the numbers out there vishal's got a fantastic 
archive of a lot of files that can help you in understanding those numbers. Vishal, tell me about that. You know, those 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 Excel files that you have on your site. Yeah, so I, I recently created an Excel file which uh, can help uh, people uh, understand the numbers part. So mm. uh, uh, that Excel file contains uh, 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 ratios, contains yeah. numbers. So you just need to download that file and it's connected to a website called screener.in right. uh, through which the numbers on that uh, specific company automatically gets downloaded. Right. So all you need to do is to look at the trend in the business over the past many years. One warning here is that, uh, as a wise man said, the best fiction is not created in Word, it's created in Microsoft Excel. So it's very <laughs> okay. important for you to not just get crowded by numbers and yeah. not just uh, uh, miss the big picture and yeah. looking at the numbers, past 10 years numbers and yeah. be happy about and go about picking stocks. Yeah. Numbers are just one, one, one angle of looking at businesses and stocks, but it's, very, it's a very important angle. So right. that template is there on the website and it's free to download. So I think uh, uh, more than 1000 people uh, have already downloaded and used it. And sent me a feedback on uh, the thing uh, that they liked it. Sure. So I think it's a very useful uh, template. And thanks, Anupam, for mentioning. No, no, that, that's yeah. that's. And also, uh, yeah. folks, you would want to read the management commentary. That's very important. Yeah. Those that's among right. the softer parts. What is the management saying about the industry, their competitive position, you know, and where do they see the company going in the next four five years? And when you read this over ten years, you'll see how the management changes what they say. Maybe, you know, five years ago, Maruti would have said that they're going to focus on the big car segment. And then you would say that who, you know, you really don't expect Maruti of all the companies which sell small cars to make a big impact in big cars. Uh, guess what? The CIs is a hit. The Brazil is a hit. Who knows? So when you track the management commentary, you know what the strategy is. And then you know what to expect in the future. You have to do... So you have to read the numbers and the softer parts of uh, of all the annual reports. Vishal, last two questions in, in this segment... You know, I'm. I just have to ask: this market's at what ten thousand five hundred or whatever it is. Where do you find stocks to buy? And the more important question after that: is there such a time as selling a stock? Two very important questions. I think uh, uh, as a value investor, the idea is not just to always remain active in the stock markets. I mm. think uh, uh, more money has been made by people who have not been very active in the stock markets. Mm. So look for stocks, search for ideas, search for businesses. As I mentioned, it's not picking stocks, it's picking businesses. Sure. So even in this kind of market where you think everything is so expensive, uh, if you keep searching for business ideas, if you keep searching for good quality businesses, mm. you may find something worth buying and owning for the next 10 years or 15 years time frame. Sure. And uh, when I say buying and owning for 10 to 15 years, I'm not saying buying and forgetting. I'm hmm. saying buying, reviewing every year and then deciding whether you want to keep owning the business or not. Hmm. Talking about your second question hmm. on when to sell a stock, I'll quote Philip Fisher here who said that if you've done your work properly in terms of buying a high quality business, the time hmm. to sell is never. Okay. Right. But uh, I still find a lot of people selling uh, selling their stocks uh, every now and then. So there are three reasons I think uh, one should sell stocks. The first is uh, wrong facts. When hmm. you realize that you made a mistake in identifying a business, hmm. you sell the stock. The second is when you bought a good quality business and high quality business, but the facts are changing. The business mm. is going for a worse. The management is making a bad decision, mm. right? That's another reason for selling a stock. And the third thing is when you need money and you don't really have money to find or to invest in a another business, which is high quality, which is mm. better quality than anything in your portfolio. Mm. That is the third reason of selling a stock. Mm. I see a lot of people selling for the wrong reasons. I think I see a lot of people selling stocks just because the stock has gone up. Mm. I see a lot of people selling a stock just because uh, they don't want to bear a correction. They think, let me sell a stock uh, mm. before it corrects, say, 50% or before I lose all 
my returns hmm. um, so i think these are not the right reasons because if you are investor in the stock market if you are willing to create wealth from the stock hmm. market i think you should be owning stocks and businesses for a long period of time hmm. and think as a business owner as a business owner you will not be selling a part in your business just because the stock market is telling you something to do right so if you think as a business owner i think you'll you'll avoid a lot of these a uh, 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 lot of these troubles and a lot of these mistakes hmm. in terms of buying stocks sure. and selling stocks folks i'm going to uh, give you some specific examples uh, about this okay um so if you recall in the 90s and through the 2000s the sensex or the nifty has always consisted of a lot of stocks these stocks are the in one way the best that you can find in india whether in terms of market cap or in terms of value in terms of whatever they do but over the last so the sensex was formed in the 80s when was it you know i think uh, 70 late 70s late yeah so I, i think the first sensex was in 1979 mm-hmm. so through the years a lot of companies have come and gone from the sensex that's a one good way to figure out which which businesses have done well and which haven't at one point of time Premier Automobiles used to be part of the Sensex, you know. Yeah, that's right. And we, when that was a time when the only car on the road was a Fiat, and we all know what happened after that. There'll be enough indications given by the company, and if you're reading up on the economy, on the market, what the management saying to tell you that the future is going to be a bit of a trouble for these companies. You had so many of these companies that used to be great at one point of time, and they've just vanished. Uh, there's Mukun, there is uh, Century Textiles, there is uh, Premier Automobiles. these companies still exist today and who knows they might even turn around if they do they might be even back in the sensex but the broader point is that to identify the great businesses you need to read the annual reports and once you're convinced that this business is good for a long period of time you hold on to them now i know that you will not know when exactly to sell them but there will be enough moments enough events that are happening around you including management commentary that will tell you that maybe this business is going to be in a spot of trouble or maybe the management is complacent they don't understand the threats around them you know you could say that of private banks today maybe they don't know what fintech or this entire digital wave is going to bring around maybe they can do it maybe they can't and that's when you take a call that you need to sell the stock So I think that that pretty much yeah, I think that summarizes. I think just one final point I want to add about selling stocks. I think sure. a lot of people uh, uh, buy stocks with the idea of selling it, hmm. but I think is that uh, buying a stock is like entering into a marriage. You just <laughs> you don't enter with the idea of a divorce, yeah. right? Okay. Till the time the things are all going good, you you hold on to that uh, relationship. In the same way, till the time the business remains good, you hold on to that stock or that business. Uh, yes, and it may be a lifetime. I think it is. It is because and always remember that over the long term, with the data that we have on record, shows that. a portfolio of stocks or even just investing in the sensex beats inflation i think that should be your minimum goal your minimum idea your minimum motivation for investing in stocks that over a long period of time you should be able to beat inflation and protect your returns and that's a wrap on the second of our three part series with vishal khandelwal of safal nibeshak stay tuned for the third and final part which is which is really going to be interesting because we are going to talk about leading a better life by making smart money decisions Thank you for listening. If you have any money related questions, you can tweet to us at IVM Podcasts or email us at pesavesa at indusfox.com. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.